the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. Welcome to Culture Bias, where we discuss everything in the culture for the culture, including everyone except the vultures. I go by the name of Shiz Pimp. It's your boy O. Episode 48. 48, yeah. We are back. Uh, some technical difficulties. Yeah. But we up and running. We should be good from here on out. New studio. Shout out to Yellow Jacket. Episodes coming every week. For sure. Um, we got a guest in the building. Yeah. Long overdue conversation. Definitely. Definitely. Our guy is here. I'm trying to hold back from laughing because the song, they just flayed and then you got <laughs> John. It's like. It's cool. It's cool. It was a good, it was a good choice. There's, there was other choices that could have been an issue, but that was a good one. Yeah. I, I think it was. It would have, it would have gave a uh, the wrong tone to yeah. start the yeah, conversation. Yeah, we don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so we have a a friend of ours. Yeah. Former Philadelphia police officer. So we're going to discuss uh, the police today. Yeah. Um, much needed for the culture. Much needed for the culture, and probably from the perspective of you know more so our community, some things that you know, some solutions to some of the issues that we think we see, and then get the perspective of a former officer. Yeah, and then someone outside looking in. Yeah, you know, and, absolutely. I, and he was in it, so it's like so. Hopefully, we could all learn something today. Yeah. But before we get started, champ, how was your week? Um, pretty good, pretty good. Now, episode forty-six, we left off with. You providing some content about your personal life. Well, I don't have any, so we want to keep it moving. Bro, this is very disappointing, bro. Listen, I don't care. I'm, we're we not going to discuss my we, personal life. But this is what I'm right saying. We had two, no, we had, no, we had no, two no, weeks no. off. I don't got nothing for you. We wasn't recording. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do anything. I'm disappointed. Okay. Continue to be disappointed. I'm disappointed. Can I just chime in? This is my favorite part of your show. <laughs> like, I chime in every week when I leave here because, you know, we're before you guys. I love this part. Like, I, I joke about the one show. Shiz didn't even let the opening song end. No, because I was, was shaking my head and disappointed at the song he wasn't I was like, damn, to. he didn't even let the song end yet. And he I was don't on. know what's wrong, boy, man. I'm just trying to figure I'm just trying to figure out how the single guy is not having I don't any tell fun. you what go on. Then you want me Why to be not? You're you not my friend? Me, so you want me to be like just pillow talking? That's not pillow talking. It is. Because every lady know who know what I'm doing with that lady. So what? No. Then they go like, dang, you did this. No, that's not cool, bro. You care about all of them? <laughs> Do I care about all of them? Yeah. I care about what they think of me. So what does, what does that matter? It, may, it right. matters to me. Let's get to John, man. Damn, John, dog. introduce yourself to the people, man. Uh, yeah. I don't know what quick you used to do back in the day. Sheesh. Little rundown is is I'm one of the uh, one of the partners here at Yellow Jacket. Yes, sir. I was a yeah. member of our previous stop as well. You guys were kind enough to come on and do your show there. I appreciate that. Yeah. I also appreciate you guys showing some faith in the, in the boys up here at Yellow Jacket and coming yeah, along with us. Yeah, big things coming, man. Um, we really are. Like it ain't we even building a brand. Yeah, it ain't even smoke and mirrors. Like they're we launched with some pretty legit people here. So, yeah. you know, I'm excited about that. But as as Shiz said when the show started. I did uh, 18 years as a, a Philadelphia's uh, finest Philadelphia police officer. Okay. Um, retired back in March. Thought it was time to move on, do something different. Yeah. You know, I got a family. I got four sons. It's time to kind of like watch them grow, do my thing. You know what I mean? Right. So I, so I moved on and uh, on to bigger and better things. So that's where we're at now. Sounds What's up, good. What's up? If I could open up with this question, why the profession of a police officer? All right, so to be honest with you, like I was never like that kid – 
who wanted to be a cop my whole life. Like, I wasn't that guy. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, Was it a family tradition? Like, no. a family of cops? There's no, no cops in my family, right. not up until I became one. Um, I only knew one cop personally growing up, so it wasn't even like, oh, I seen him, and I got to be like that. Like, it wasn't anything right. like that. Lethal Weapon did it. No, nothing. Right. You know what did it? I'll be totally honest with you, it did it. My wife got pregnant, and I said, I need a job. That'll right. do it. And her brother was a cop at the time, and he said, Hey man, listen, they're hiring him. Why don't you just fill out the application? And that yeah. was it. Okay. And like, I didn't want to be a cop until I got in the academy. And then I was like, I think I could do this. You know what I mean? Right. right. So it was never for me, it was never like my dad was a cop, my grandpa was right. a cop. Like, it was never that. Okay. You know what I mean? So I, I wasn't it was, really in it. It was the was pressure of having a wife. And having a child and having to get and your shit to provide. together, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That'll, that'll do it. That'll make you. Yeah. That'll make you, yeah. get your shit together. Especially real quick. at twenty years old, my Absolutely. friend, you gotta start making some quick decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what, uh, I mean? what part of the city did you grow up in? So I, I, I grew up kind of all over. So my mom and uh, and my dad were divorced when I was young, and then like my mom kind of bounced all over. Like we were on Section Eight, all that kind of stuff. So we were kind of like everywhere. Right. right. So like I kind of got the unique position of seeing it from a lot of different angles. Where like right. you know I grew up. In the communities that we're probably going to talk about, right? Yeah. So I've seen it from different angles. So I like I grew up in Frankfurt. I'm a Frankfurt kid at heart, but yeah. I, I grew up in Kensington. Like I, I was a little bit everywhere. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I, I like I hung out in Whitehall projects. Like that, they were like that's where I grew up. That's where I had to live. Right. You know what yeah. I mean. So it kind of gave me a perspective after becoming a cop as to what people were dealing with. So I was yeah. like a little bit unique. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Which was good. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I think causes some of the tensions between some of the neighborhoods in the inner city, whatever you want to call them, um, is if you don't have that perspective, it's hard for you to police those people. See, if you grew up around those people, it didn't. It wasn't a culture shock for you. Right. Where some people we get, it's. It's a culture shock. Going right in the mix. Yeah, yeah I agree. Like, I, I, I was fortunate when I got to the academy, I worked in Center City. And Center City is okay. a beautiful place because you got a little bit of everything. Right. Right. So I covered the projects. I covered Richard Allen. Right. Right. But I also did Society Hill where everybody's got money. Right. There's Chinatown who don't call the police. They police themselves. They police themselves. You know what I mean? But then you have a little bit of everything. You know what yeah. I mean? So in that setting, the cops that I worked with there were some of the best cops because you know how to deal with everybody. Yeah. You know, if you got called to the projects, you got to deal with people in the projects a little differently than Society Hill, obviously. Right. Absolutely. Right. So in, in a district like that, and I think everybody should be kind of forced to work in some in an area like that, because Shiz is right. Like if you not that you grow up with like blinders on, but if you grow up in an area where you don't deal with certain cultures, you know what you know. You when you know deal you know. with that culture for the first time, they may be in like the worst position of their lives mm -hmm. at that point. Right. And they might be acting a little bit differently than normal, right? So mm -hmm. you have to learn how to talk to people. Right. Right. Regardless. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, not Absolutely. everybody has that experience. And I think so a lot of the biggest miscommunications is uh I guess you could say African American, black, whatever you classify us as, right? We are boisterous, we kinda you know, we, we talk with our hands, things of that nature. Um you could say, hey, are you angry? No, I may be speaking passionately about like what you're accusing me of, and then that'll get me arrested. Right. So if you never interacted with a black male before, you assume that as being aggression, and I'm just pleading my case, and then you know a simple traffic stop turns into me being arrested, whatever, worst case scenario. Yeah, I mean. Going completely different. For me on that, like, if you grew up in the culture, you know how different cultures act, and sure. yeah, then you can obviously know how to 
de-escalate a situation like that. Right. Most people don't have that, like we've been talking, like most people don't have that ability to know that. But uh, I think, uh, I think and, and, and we'll get into this obviously, but the start of that situation, you, as, as police, from, from the police side of it, you're already kind of behind the eight ball, so to speak, because when you show up, you're already judged. Yes. Before right. you show up. Because of our past history with police. Correct. And it right? goes both ways. Yep. But Absolutely. I feel, I feel like when we do that, I think uh, growing up, parents, adults, they teach their, we teach our kids like, yo, the police are bad. And I don't think we should do that. Not necessarily they are bad, but like some of the cases that, it's all a matter of perspective on your experience with police. And you may warn your child of what they can what can happen when they encounter because police. So this is what I think is like always the biggest problem from both sides, right? When we're interacting with each other. I'm going to give you respect as a man, you give me respect as exactly. a man, regardless of the position or title that you hold, give me common courtesy and respect, I'll give the same to you. And that's always not given and as men we have pride issues. And it goes both ways. And e- absolutely. It goes both ways. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. My my best experience and this is no bullshit and it's not even posturing for the show is working in in the project community working in that culture because i knew like i can talk right i can talk and and talk to people on a different level but i knew in that culture in that community that i can go and talk a certain way and they were going to respect me for that right so being in that district for 15 years that i was when i rolled up a lot of it didn't even have to have a conversation right they just knew like all right let me step. I'm Officer Crane's here. Let me just. They might break my balls a little right. bit, but I'll just be like, all right, that's enough. And they'll right. be like, all right, cool, whatever. And they'll go about their business. So I already had like kind of like that rapport. But like I said, it's it's unique for me because your experience was completely it was my different. experience growing yeah. up. Right. Like I was in predominantly black schools. Right. I was in predominantly black neighborhoods. So I was able to grow up. You was already familiar with the right. culture. Right. So, but not, and I'm not making excuses for those that don't, but it is, you do have to work a little harder. Yes. When you don't have that experience, it's I the agree. same as what you just said, Shiz. That you might you and you you mentioned it that you may be teaching your kids that police are bad no matter what, yeah. right? For whatever reason, your experience or whatever. So that makes my job tough. Yeah. But I don't know that he trains his kids that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to show up, and I'm already the bad guy when I show up, regardless. Yeah. I'm already the bad guy. So, so African American community and police are already fighting a battle. Before they even interact with each interact, yeah. you know what I mean. So yeah. that I think that's where the disconnect starts. Absolutely. Do you um? Let me see. Uh, the way the the way that you guys are like put into certain districts, do you think it, it should be handled a different way, like or chosen a different way? I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a way to change it. To be honest with you, uh, because when you come out of the academy, you generally go to a busier district. Okay. You generally go to a district that is in need of police. Right whatever district that is. Okay. Most of the inner city districts are predominantly black neighborhoods. Right. right? So it's not really going to make a difference because they're not right. going to take a new guy and put him in the Northeast no because need. it does nothing for you. Right. Because if that new guy ever goes anywhere else, he's not going to know how to handle business. Right. Right. Gotcha. So it's actually important to send people to those neighborhoods to get to figure out how to interact with that community mm-hmm. and figure out how to police that community because we all know uh, an African-American community has to be policed different than an Asian community or a, a rich community. Like So, yeah, I think it's a good thing to send them to those communities. I don't think there's any way to change how that is policed, gotcha. if that makes sense. Got it. What's your thoughts on 2A? On? Second Amendment. 
I mean, I never get into it, man. I, I, I just figure, like, I, I just figure it's, it's to no. each his own, pretty okay. much. Totally agree with to each his own. But do you think it makes a police officer's job harder? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that go in to make the police chief, but, but yeah, that's... I mean, listen, it's bred into our Constitution, bred to every American. Right. You have the right to bear arms. Correct. Right. Um, at the end of the day, you as a police officer, you want to make it home. As me, a civilian, I want to make it home. Yeah. It's the most important thing. Right. Obviously. I may have a weapon on me, whether it's, you know, uh, a licensed concealed weapon that I can carry. I still just want to make it home. Yeah. Uh, and you want to make it home, and you're just doing your job. Your eight hours is your eight hours, just like my eight hours is my eight hours. Yep. But I think, you know, if you look at it, if you, we could take we could take London, we could take London doesn't have firearms are not a big deal, and they don't have some of the same issues uh, that we have with the gun violence. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I think it's a topic that is is never really going to be resolved, and it's never going to get to a point where we know why that is. To be honest with you, anytime there's a gun on a, on a, they they teach us in the academy that the most dangerous thing we can do is a car stop, because you don't know what's going on in that car, and you're pretty much walking up there blind, right? So right. anytime there's a gun involved, whether it's a, a an ex marine who's licensed to carry or he's a drug dealer that shouldn't be carrying it, sure. anytime there's a firearm involved, ours included, it's already a tense situation. Sure. You as a black man sitting in a car, you might be licensed to carry that. In your head, as I'm walking up, you're thinking about that gun that's on your hip. It's the first thing you're thinking. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about your gun. <laughs> but you're but you're thinking about a gun. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So me carrying my gun, I'm already. It's already a tense situation. Yeah, absolutely. And the only reason you're really worried about mine is because you know you have yours. No. Because you're just you're uh, to me you're just already thinking. What if he sees it? What's going to happen? Is he going to think I'm going for it? Can I go? Because think about how people in that in, in in your community react when we walk up, right? The first thing that I my experience was, hey, is it all right if I reach over there and grab my license? Is it all right if I do this? Like everything's tense already. Well, yeah. you would know. You, right? we, we all know why. Correct. <laughs> but how do you think we feel? The same way. So it's already tense, regardless. Absolutely. Right. Because Absolutely. no matter what you think, you know that gun's on your hip. As the as the driver and as the police, I know my gun's there. You're thinking about mine. I'm thinking about yours. It's already a tense situation. I agree. Already. So that's why I'm not saying, listen, I, I'm for the Second Amendment, but it causes issues with how you police people when everybody can have a firearm. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it tenses a situation that's already tense enough. Absolutely. A car stop itself is already tense enough. Think about... When I worked, I worked overnight. Think about walking up to a car at, at 3 in the morning. In the morning? Absolutely. All the windows are tinted out. Yeah. Loud music. Whoever's in the car. I don't know who's in the car. Right. Could be a grandma. I don't, I don't know. But I don't know. That's the problem. Absolutely. Right. And then if you already have preconceived notions of that person walking up to your car, automatically makes it a tense situation whether you have a gun or not. So it has to be handled differently. But right. if you're, if say you're a less than desirable young man in the car, right. you're not an upstanding citizen and you're not on your way home, maybe you're out to do something wrong. Right. You know that gun's on your hip. Yeah. You know I have one. You already have a preconceived notion of me. That situation can already be a, a disaster. Yeah, abso right. absolutely. Sure. Some of the ones I don't understand is, and then we can talk about some of the unarmed black men that are shot on traffic stops, let's say. It was a common occurrence probably, let's say, two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, police officers are professionally trained 
for those situations? How can I mis how can I mistake certain items for a weapon is a weapon. I've seen enough guns in my day. You've seen enough guns in your day. A weapon is a weapon. Um, how does a lighter, how does a cell phone get mistaken for a handgun? See, here's here's where I'm going to give you like a cop-out answer because, and no pun intended, but the, the, the hardest part about answering that question is you have to be in the situation to answer that question properly. Oh, okay. You have to be in the person's head to understand why that was. I'll right. give you an example. Young officer on his way to take some people down to special victims, right? Driving along in his truck. He's got people in his truck. Black gentleman drives up assault alongside of him on a dirt bike. He sees a gun. He tells the guy, at first it started out with an interaction. He was on the sidewalk on a dirt bike. Tells him to get off the sidewalk. The guy says, no, I'm not getting off the sidewalk. He's riding alongside of him on this dirt bike. He sees a gun. Somehow or another, he sees a gun. I don't know. He goes to interact with the dude. Something happens. The dude turns around with the gun. Whatever the case may be, the kid ends up getting shot in the back. He legitimately had a gun. The people in the truck said, yeah, we saw the gun. So everything's there. Cop's in jail now because he ended up shooting him in the back. Right. right. Which right. we know that. But, okay, right. none of us were there. Right. But who's wrong in that situation? No, None of us sitting here can... Can say, say who's, who's wrong, wrong correct? A absolutely. So you have to be in the mindset that I don't know. Like you just said, Shiz, I want to go home. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to go home at the end of my heat. I totally agree. If you wait an extra split second, you, you may not, not be the home. one going home. Absolutely. So yeah. for me, in the dark, when I'm working at three o'clock in the morning, some things are a threat, and I don't know the mindset that that, that I, like I've never I've pulled my gun, I've never had to use it. Okay. Okay. So okay. I don't know the mindset of people. When I pull my gun, I'm pulling it because I've seen something that I think I need to pull, right? right. But so I don't speak for others, like as far as like mindset. This is the one I. This is the I can say this is probably the one that I. I struggle with because. It's hardly, or highly, never highly publicized. When, a black I've never seen it's I've never seen this. It may have happened before. The black officer mistake the white gentleman in the car to have a firearm, and he pulls it, and it happens to be a lighter. See, here's the thing, off. and this and this is the one thing. And it may and not get the attention as some of the no, it doesn't. The black and white it cases doesn't. does. It 100 percent doesn't. And there's all, a reason for that. Well, we're all driven by race. It, it's it's driven it's by race. It's the sexy story. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So I could clearly sit here and pull up on my phone legitimate stats. Okay. Right. But nobody wants to hear those stats. Like, let's be honest, they don't. Because it's not it's not what drives whatever narrative, not you guys or not me, but what people are trying to push in right. this current climate. Right. It right. doesn't drive that. People don't tune into the news to hear some old white grandpa got shot by a cop. They don't they don't want to hear that. That's why you shouldn't watch right? the news at all. Correct. I agree with it because I don't. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't right? watch it. But what drives the media is um, another cop shot another black man. Like let's right. be honest, that's what drives media these days. Yeah, it absolutely. just does. Yeah, you absolutely. talked about two years ago. That's all you heard. It's all you ever heard. For two years straight, that's all you ever heard. Indeed. So okay. in your heads, in my head, as an officer, I'm going, man, this is this is something that's running like rampant. Right. This right. is out of control. But if you if you peel back the layers of no, that, no, we look at statistics. It's very. It's not it's even very, close. Yeah. Statistically, it's but people don't want to hear it. Statistically, few and far between. Easy. But it's see. Yes, statistically few and far between. Um, 
I just don't know. So and I'm not, listen, I'm not hanging back on statistics because I don't do that. But people it. don't want to hear that when you want to like really have a conversation. They're like, oh, that don't matter because all I see is this. Well, yeah, there's a reason you only see that. Right. You know what I mean? Agreed. Agreed. Um, you got to have an open mind. How do you, um, how do you feel about like the death of Mike Brown and those situations? Like, so, I mean, the Mike Brown thing for me was, it was it was questionable as as it happened, but once again, like you and and it's gonna. I, I hate to do this, but once again, you have to be in that position. Was he an aggressor? Are there ways of people killing you without a, a firearm? Are there ways of, like we, we're starting to see it now, where cops are second guessing themselves with guys with knives, with guys with whatever, and then the cops ended up losing his life because now we've been conditioned to take that extra second to find out, am I really making that mistake? Because I don't want as a cop to make a split second decision and then have nine months from now, a panel of however many people sitting there peeling that apart and saying, well, he probably should have done A, B and C instead of X, Y, and Z. Right. Because now my family's, so the, the story that I just gave you guys for months, there was people protesting outside his house, threatening to kill his kids, send your kids out here. We'll kill them. See how it makes you feel. Why is that right? Because he made a split de- split second decision with a with a guy with a gun, and then now his family has to be threatened. And his like, is that right for him to have to deal with that? Right? I, I don't. I, I don't. I wouldn't condone that. But as like, right. you have a split second decision to make. It's just like anything else. It's just like, what are you going to talk about next? That's a split second decision. Totally, totally, right? totally agree. And I right? don't make that as an excuse, but it kind of is. But this, Do you know I, what I mean? I'll, I'll give you this, and this is what I think has happened. Uh, that barrier has been has been wiped away. It's a it's just a barrier. There was once a time where there was community policing that took place. I knew the cop in my neighborhood. He was a dick, I but agree. I knew the cop in my neighborhood. I a hundred percent agree. That doesn't happen At anymore. Um, I have, you know, uh cops walking a beat, but he doesn't speak to the old lady that's ninety. How does that happen? She's eighty eight years old. If anything, she's the one that's gonna be able to tell you everything that's happening in his neighborhood. She should be a resource. Um, you're in a neighborhood, you're, you, you're almost standoffish, we're standoffish, you're, you're almost visiting because you're here working, and I feel like I can't, you know, I, we understand you're here for a reason, but if I can't feel like I can move freely, and you feel like you don't want to interact with us, like, what are we doing here, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's I, just, it's just a cause of so much bad shit happening like let's be honest with you it's just it's just a breakdown like you said of the barrier shiz it's it really is and it's gotten to the point where just like like sid just said as a father i'm teaching my kids that are coming up that that's the bad guy but as the cop i have it in my mind like well these people just don't give a shit about me so whatever because every time i stop they tell me to go fuck myself whatever right. so it's a it's a continuous cycle that at this point, like, what needs to be done? Like, what what is going to need to be done to stop that cycle from happening? Are we too far? Have we gone too far with it? Can you really sit down and have a legitimate conversation to bring that back to the way it used to? Because when I started in 02, I was the guy walking through the neighborhood that everybody knew. Right. Because I don't have a problem talking to people. Say, hey, right. what's going on? What's going on? Even if they told me to go fuck myself. Whatever. Right. I'm at least stopping. They know who I am now. Absolutely. And, and in the grand scheme of things, that's probably less often than more often you know what i mean like when you get to know no, the people is. Is. and then like you know you could tell because i i've been the kid on the corner like yo i need y'all to walk off 
like, all right, I can give you that much respect because I know you come through on a regular, and it's a reason why you're telling us to walk off right. now, and I could walk off. But when you just, you know, sometimes it's, you know, and, you know, and I get it, you guys have a rhyme, you know, police have a rhyme and reason for everything they do, but when you send six cars to, to move four people off a corner, it's like, hey, this is it's a bit much. Yeah, I mean, they, they teach you, they, 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 they teach you, like, presence and stuff sure. like that, and, and, you know, when you, when you look at, like, a use of force, you know, and there's certain steps you got to take, you know, you're just showing up is the first step. Right. Because you expect that when you show up in them blues, people are going to be like, all right, cops are here. We probably should bounce. Yeah. But a lot, of times, stand a lot of times they don't. Yeah, absolutely. So, so for me, it, it's more of police are a culture as well. Right, so there's there's a ton of bad apples. We know it. We're gonna talk about that. Right? Yeah, there's a the ton culture. of bad apples. We're gonna talk yeah. about we the know culture. It. But there's also a ton of bad apples in the Asian community, Absolutely. in the black community, Absolutely. whatever the case may be. Yep. So you, like I said, when I said earlier about being behind the eight ball, it's kind of like that where you already know. All right, how's this crowd gonna treat me? How are these people right. gonna treat me? Like you're already thinking about that right. when you shouldn't be. Right. The first thing you should be thinking about is how am I gonna help these people? Yeah. Right. They're calling for yeah. a reason. Yeah, how am I gonna sure. help them? And we should be open to receive the help. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't always happen. I know, and that's I, where I know the it doesn't happen. Is. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know I mean, that's where the disconnect is. Absolutely. So, uh, what's your uh, your take on the brutality? Like, there's been a lot. There's a lot of instances. Like, I was a victim before of a, a police officer. We had words, and then they just put their hands on me. You, uh, why do you think that like police are so aggressive? I think a lot of it had to do with like those who came before us when when it was kind of like those early '90s days when you yeah, could but you know what it, it and and not. There was a lot of like bad shit that happened then. Don't get me wrong, and I'll, I'll be the first one to condemn a, a, like an officer that goes too far. But back then, it was more like, "Look, I understand you. You understand me, mm -hmm. and that's it." Once I show up, that's enough. Right. And that's what a lot of guys had the mindset back then. Like I just said, that's the first step in use of force, right? So for me, I go, "Listen, if I showed up and that wasn't good enough for you to roll, well, then we got to take it to the next step." That's right. what they thought back then. Right. So a lot of guys coming out now feel the same way. Like, listen, you know that I'm here for a reason. Like you just said, I was called for a reason. You don't know who called me. You don't know why they called me. Mm -hmm. You don't know they, what they told me they saw or whatever the case may be. So if I show up, that's all I really expect that I need to do is just show up and be like, yo, let's go. But like you just said, there's going to be two or three that are like, nah, why? Mm -hmm. All right, now I got to up it to more verbal. No, I'm not going anywhere. All right, now I got to get out of my car. Like, so it does. It, it, it there's a, a an escalation that's brought on by both sides. Right. But as police, let's be honest. My presence should be enough. Yeah. It really should. But certain areas of certain communities are going to be like, well, no, it's not good enough for me because I already know that you're wearing that blue shirt, so you're already not good. Yeah. I, I still think it should ne it should it should never go to physical, you know. Yeah, I mean every everything has everything has its place. Like, like we're just saying, like, if, we're, if you're telling me to, to step off, cool. Like uh, say I, I'm on the corner, my friend lives on that corner. I just go stand on his steps. I say I'm his cousin, and then we just have words. But then it goes to you actually putting hands on that guy. Like, yeah, no, listen. Like I said, I, I've I've never and I, I me and Shiz talked about this before the show. Like, nothing is worse for us as police than bad police. Right. They're just right. not because. Right. It's just like anything else. Like I have, my co-host works for Comcast. Right. Everybody hates Comcast. <laughs> like so, for him, it's he's like, still a good guy. Though. Like yeah, he's a he's a great yeah. guy, right? So, but like I don't judge him based off of. I know it's a different scale, but like nothing's worse to me than when something bad happens, and now I have to go to work that night when everybody knows right. that thing already yeah. happened. Right. 
right. You know I mean? Let me give you this one. There's a lot of military guys coming back home from tours overseas, joining the police force. We all know that what happens in the military is completely different from what happens when you're policing civilians. I believe a lot of that culture from, I don't know, the last 12 years we've been at war is now in the police force. Those guys that, you know, they... Well, there's they, nothing else for them when they come They've back. been in combat, yeah, and they suit up like, okay, I'm putting in this quick 10 today, but I'm treating it like I'm still in cabal. Right. And some of that, you can see that influence. Um, rather, it's, you know... Uh, how they carry their stuff, they still, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, you, you, oh can, yeah, you, you can, tell. you can feel, yeah, yeah. you can feel that on him. Like, yeah, yeah, he's ex-military. Yeah, and he's not even looking for a resolution because you know, when you're in war, you don't, you're not following a code of conduct right. to that degree. Um, so you can kind of see that, uh, kind of penetrate the police force now, and you know, we say there's, there, I believe there's good police officers. Uh, I believe there's bad police officers. There's good and bad in anything. But when do we get the good guys to say, hey, we have to stop doing it this way? Listen, the, the, there's – we've been told that there's – out of the police force in the United States, there's 10% that are corrupt, 10% that are bad. Okay. Sounds like a lot if you give a 10% of however many police officers in the country, but come on, that sounds like a lot. But that just tells you that there's a, a lot of really good cops out there, right? Yeah. In my 18 years, I can sit here and tell you I've never worked with finer people. Okay, when there, I've been in situations where I thought, yeah, this is it for me. I'm not going home tonight. Okay, I've, I've been shot at. I've been in situations where I thought, like, listen, it's either me or him. You know what I mean? Right. And there's, there's situations where you're like, all right, this has gotten bad quick. And the best sound in the world is those stomping boots coming back to, you know, coming from behind you. Right. So I've worked with some of the finest people in this world, to be totally honest with you. But the bad ones are the ones that screw that up. And the problem is that, to, to go back to what Chiz said as far as military, I think that falls on mental health, number one. I agree. That there needs to be a more uh, stringent uh, like uh, process of getting them squared away. Yeah. Making sure that they're okay mentally. Making sure that they're okay emotionally. Because... Like we, like I said, when you come back, there's really not much. The war's over. Yeah, yeah. There's and there's not much for you. Yep. Like I have a cousin who just kept reenlisting because he just felt like this is all I know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's he's still has it in his mind. Like he just can't get it together. Right. You know what I mean? And then if you take that person and give them that responsibility, like that's why they up the age restriction because. Mm-hmm. I was coming in with guys who were 19 and they are ready That's to make those decisions at 19 not, years old. Right. You're not. Right? right. So they upped it. They were like, wait, now we can't do this. Like, he's not even all the drink. I'm giving him all these responsibilities. Right. Right. So it's the same with the military personnel. Like, let's get them squared away first. Let's figure out if they're okay mentally first. I also you know think I mean? it should be, uh, uh, this is two things. Because um, some of you guys, uh, and this is America, we're pretty obese, but some of you guys qualify to become a police officer and did. You know, you see a guy that's, 300 plus pounds out there and you're like I got you I don't really know what he's doing besides you know he's not getting out there's the no there's no further requirements yeah, once you graduate that's crazy you know I mean a lot of departments do it a lot of state troopers that you got to keep going back every yep. year but I mean listen I, 
I don't know why they don't do it. Yeah. I always thought that they were. It doesn't bother me. Like, I'll, I'll do another physical. I don't give a shit. Right. right. But, but I think with so much responsibility on your hands, there, there has to be some help requirements. Listen, there's no, there's, there's no job in this world that has more stress, to be totally honest with you. I would, yeah. It's top five, right. if we want to be honest, as far as the shift you work, as far as not knowing whether you're going to come home, eating like shit, sleeping like shit. Like, I worked overnights for 15 years. They said it's not healthy to work overnights more than three years. At all. I did it for 15 years. Sheesh. Okay, so for me, I'm going to work at 11. I'm working while you guys are sound asleep. I'm going to eat a cheesesteak probably because there ain't nothing else open. Right. Right? And then when I get done at 7 o'clock, I got court at 8. So I'm going to go to court and sit in court from 8 till noon. So now I'm exhausted. Right. Right? And then I'm going to go home and sleep a couple of hours because I get right, be right back in. It's the only job where you can leave work and go, and back, go back to work in the same day. Right. Wow. right. So there's a lot of things going on mentally. And then you have to worry about is your equipment satisfactory? What kind of car are they going to put in? What, are you going to be on a footbeat? Am I going to be sitting in a hospital? There's a lot of things that go on uh, aside of then having to go out and solve someone else's problems. Right. So let me give you this one. I think there should also be kind of like active duty in the military. I think you should only be able to be on the streets for 10 years because I think – after 10 years, you've seen the worst of people every day for 10 years. You're going to have some some biases, some stereotypes, just because you see the worst of people every day. People don't call you till it's too bad for them to fix. Right. So, rather it's, color doesn't matter anymore. What's the more. answer, though? You say, all right, Bro, you're going to do a 30-year career, more than likely, right? But uh, you can't but, do 30 but, years. But if you're, saying, if you're saying that I need to be taken off the street after 10, and I'm not arguing, I'm just trying to get right. an answer. I should be taking off the street every time. What do you do with me then? I, we have to figure out something else. I mean, that's what I mean. So, what's the answer? Yeah, right. So, uh, like, it, listen, Philadelphia Police's manpower has never been lower. Right. It's atrocious. They couldn't, for years, couldn't get enough people in a police academy to, to fill the ranks. But so, this is what I think. If you have, so, like, what do you do with that guy? If you have the health requirements, you can start weeding some people out. All right. Say you're in a community, right, that's really busy, Afri yeah. African American community, and you need police there all the time. It's just. It's one of those neighborhoods. Gotcha. And I can't send enough manpower to help you with your problem because I'm taking guys off the street after 10 years. So how do I... Do Are we I, not getting enough of the guys coming back from war enlisted? You know what yeah, I mean? But like like if, they're, if they're not filling their manpower because people are like, why the fuck would I want to be a cop? Because that's what it is. Let's be honest. Yeah. People yeah. aren't going to the police academy because they're like, why would I do that? For the pay that they give me? I, listen, I totally agree. I don't even right? know how so, you guys sign up for the pay. So what I happens think. is you go two years without putting... Like I had 110 people in my class. You go two years, you might put 30 in one. You might put 15, 20 people in. If you're, if, and, and if the older people are staying on, because you can't legally make somebody retire, uh, okay? You can, you can try to kind of be like, hey, get out the door. Yeah, but if you don't qualify, you can't you don't do qualify it. Then. Guess what? You can't do it. Because they don't have those rules to make you I know. Qualify, that's what I'm right? saying. If, they, if, they, if you instill that. So now that, think about, now you have old heads still on the street. Right. Now you're taking people off the I'm, street at I'm scared when I see old, the old like guy with the leather 38 holster. I got you. I'm scared But guess what? It's just like any other job. You can't force people out of their jobs. You have a right to make a living, regardless of what it is. Put them inside. How many in people are going to have inside? So you're going to wait. So you're going to have the old people inside and anybody who's got 10 years or more on. So who's I, on I the mean, street now? I'm, I'm Not all of them. Right, so I'm saying, so now you say you as a community member, so you, you need the police. It, do you think it's safe to have someone on the street for 30 years? I just don't think that's safe. If if they show that they can still adequately do the job, absolutely. Okay, okay but we're not testing for anything. That, that I find that to yeah, be but crazy. That, but one, but that's where the eye test comes in. 
because trust me, as a supervisor, are they making an eye you test? No, hundred percent. Okay, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, I'm not gonna I, say you're lying. Hundred percent. I don't know because what to you say. you're you're able to know who your guys are and who your guys aren't. Right. You're able to know who's gonna go out there and do the job and who's not. Right. Those people might have to sit in the hospital beat for tonight. All right. I know maybe they're guys. not. Maybe I know they're all their spots when I drive to the northeast. Okay. Man. And you're gonna find guys. <laughs> no, that, I'm just saying that, that. You're gonna find guys that hide behind a school and <laughs> right. snooze for tonight. But those are the guys that you're not gonna count on. Right. Right. But you can't. You can't take a, a, a police department that already has the lowest numbers in history, and then start taking guys off the street. Because guess what? You don't start hitting your peak as a police officer till what? Twenty. Ten years. All right. You know what okay. I mean? Because now you're starting to get the job down. You've already established yourself in that community. People already know you. Then you're going to be like, hey, I know you've been doing a good job in your community, but you got 10 years on now. It's time for you to come in. Now yeah. you're just wasting because now you as a community member, you might have some shit go down, and you need the police there because, like he just said, you don't call the police until it's really bad. Right. Then I got to go, hey, listen, as a dispatcher, I got to go, yeah, listen, uh, can't do nothing for you tonight. I only got about one guy I can send to you because everybody else is inside. Like, there's no answer to that. There's no way of remedying that. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm going to stay in, though. We still need the health requirements. The health requirements, absolutely. Like, some of these guys are. I don't believe that these guys are fit. Listen, to, if you tried to institute that now, you would lose 75% of, of your department. Of course. You can't do it. You've gotten too but, far. But you can do it with upcoming classes. You can try to, yeah. Just with, like anything else. Yeah, with upcoming classes, yeah. too, it's a standard. This is the standard moving Just like forward. anything else. It's the else. reason why the military makes you take, you got to do PT, you got to pass the physical... It's the reason I why you always, do I've always tests. said it that it should be like, I've because not not only because of how it looks, but I need this dude to save my ass. Well, he's gonna save right. He's gonna do save you. Know what I mean? you like, right. Exactly. Here's the thing: like, I never ever claim to be a badass, right. but I can handle myself to a point. Right. If I'm getting my ass kicked, I need you to help my ass. And right. if you can't physically do that, well, what does that do to me? Right. Right. So yeah, I've always said. That the physical requirements should be different. Right. But how do you institute it? Do you say, all right, well, the, from the next class on, every five years we're going to give you another PT or whatever? Or like the state police do, once a year when you go for your training anyway to shoot a gun, we go to train to shoot a gun every yeah. year. We go to do CPR every year, first aid, all that other shit. Well, but it's the reason why state troopers to, look a lot different. Now you got to do a mile and a half run every year too. Like, what do you do? Do you add that? Like, I don't know. So what the answer is? What's the difference? So why do state troopers look a little bit more? They fit the part a little bit more, and it's not a knock, it's right? The, I would their, say this: is it's the, the requirements? It's the requirements? Is it the pay man? Because I, I know they make a lot more than. It's not a. It's not exponentially. Not more. a lot, but yeah, it's a little bit more. I don't more. think so. I think it's just a. It's a. I think it's a different mindset. It's just like our highway police, right? You know what I mean? It's just like that. When you get in the highway, you're in a different mindset. You, you know, those leather boots mean something. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that means something to somebody. So you take a little bit more pride in it. Okay. Right. But if you're a cop who's got 26 years on and you're working overnights in a busy or, you know, a slow district, probably not going to take it as serious as you should. Right. Because right. it's a little different. Right. But if you have, if you're the type of person that has pride in yourself yep. and you know, like, yeah, I'm a state trooper, that kind of still means something. You're going to, and not to mention you have the requirements to keep yourself like that. You're gonna take that a little differently, you know what I mean? Yeah. How do you feel about uh recently 77 uh dirty cops get fired? How do you feel about that? So here I got personal experience with this because I've known people. You're talking about the Facebook thing? Yeah. So I know people directly involved in that. Okay. Okay. So for me, 
one of the people involved in that was a corporal who's got almost 40 years on the job. He got fired because he called the Boston Marathon bomber savages. So take that for what you want. Was he right in saying that? I mean, tell me how you feel personally about it because <laughs> I knew I wasn't happy about it. So did he say the word savages and it was like, I mean. How did he get lumped up in that whole bunch? Because, like, they started to now, like, find keywords key phrases right i mean some guys are pretty radical in that no no and i'll and i'll get to that because one of the main guys i know for i know well too and and some of the stuff that was said is wrong and is warranted for you know what happened whatever whatever case may be but to to then start picking apart things like that and have a guy lose his livelihood because he acted emotionally over something that deserved the the emotion Right. None of us were sitting you there watching the TV and go, wow, this is a great thing that happened. Like, we were all feeling no, the same way. Absolutely. You right? guys don't sign uh, social media disclosures? They they changed the policy 10 years ago, maybe a little less, right. that you couldn't do it while you were working, couldn't be on social media. And, right. Like, you just got to be smart. <laughs> you I, just, agree. I agree. You I just got to be smart. It's, it's, it's any, it's any business. Yeah, absolutely. It's any business. Absolutely. Listen, let's... The guy at Comcast needs to watch what, what he say. What was the text message that I sent you guys? It wasn't because I was afraid to come in here and talk like this. It was afraid of now... Oh, shit, that's right. Like, I'm, I own a business now. Like, yeah. I got to make sure that it don't turn into something that's going to reflect negatively here. Right. right. So it's the same thing. It's right. the same thing, whether yeah. it's a podcast network or it's a police officer. You mm-hmm. got to be smart. Absolutely. But these guys, like... Some of them said shit that may be warranted, and some of them we were like, really? They were on offense, yeah. Like, right. that's really a fireable offense. But because of the climate that we're in, that's where uh, we're at, right? I mean, it's just like anything else. I don't know what you guys do for a living, but I'm sure your businesses wouldn't want you on social media saying outlandish shit or trashing a certain culture or not saying shit all. like that. Probably you know not. I mean? I'm all right. <laughs> give me, give me uh, some insight on this, this blue wall of silence. It does it do a disservice to the ninety percent of the good police officers that you said that are out there doing good work? Um, does that do a disservice to the reputation? I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you want to give the benefit of the doubt of the person that you know would have your back if shit hit the fan. So right away, you automatically think I want to give that that person the benefit of the doubt right. because we've all been in the situation. Police, I mean. We've all found our way in that position, the same position he's in. He might be going through something right now. So you know what? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. So you kind of have like, it's not like a code of silence. It's not what the media portrays it to be. That okay. It's not a code of silence like, hey, I've seen Sid do some pretty grimy shit, but I'm not going to say anything because he wears the blue like me. Like, that's not the case. But it, it, it definitely seems like they're like, my, like my brother always says, like the, the cops are the biggest gang in the city. Because but, uh, here's the thing: because you want to be able to be there for your brother, for sure. just like anything else. Like you, and but as soon as I find out that you did that grimy shit, right. that's when I'm like, all right, it is what it is. You made your bed laying it, right. you know what I mean? But I'm not going to just come off right. and judge. But even if it's you, just like you, all the, it's don't even you, if you say that, John. <laughs> even if you say that, right? Like I find out you do some grimy shit. Nobody ever says it publicly, though. Yeah, you might, you, it if might go down, but you guys make this, you may distance yourself from that officer and be like, that's fucked up. Because at that point, there's no sense of piling on. No, that's actually for the community well, let trust. Me, let me, let's, let's sit here for and the say community this. Trust. You know, as well as I do, that the black community sticks up for black people no matter what. 
I'm gonna say just about, just nah, about I, almost all I, the I'm time. I'm gonna give it a buck. I've seen my people be on some bullshit sometimes. Sometimes that's me. But let me ask you a question. I'm not, I'm not ride with everything. Something that, comes that say, our does. say the Michael Brown thing, right? Yep. Say that happens later on down the road. It something comes out that maybe he had a gun on. I'm not saying that he did. Right. It was found out. All of a sudden, the black community is going to go, ah, that shit was planted there. That's bullshit. But you don't want to see. Yeah, that's conspiracy right? theorists, though, right? Always. But, but, that's, was, but from my point of view, that's what, what I see. So I'll give, I'll give right? you why it's easier for me to say that, right? But hold on. Let me, let me finish. So if that comes out, that that was the case, do, do members of that, like do your Jesse Jacksons come out and go, ah, shit, my bad, y'all. We don't, that we was, don't count on Jesse, but well, I, I, I get your point. I'm not saying you do, no, but I'm just using because there are people that are out in front. I get your point. Like you're out Like there's people that are out in front. So I'm saying the out in front people. Do they now come out and go? A few Man, of we them really, will. We really missed that one. They don't do that. Okay. It's just like when the police union just goes, "All right, listen, we went to bat for that guy, and we just found out he did do that grimy shit." Kind of just be like, "So, so all right." So, but we can't. I, I feel you know like what I mean? on both on both sides, we can't turn a blind eye to either. But you're not right. going to come out as a member of whatever that community is and now ostracize that person. You're just not going to do it. You're going to do that. From the comfort of your own home and say, all right, you know what? So, so do you think you it's, see the I'm guy? Done, you see so this is what's hard for us to accept, right? Hold Sorry, on, I have to cut you off. This is what's hard for us to accept, right? Unarmed black man shot in his car, wife, kids, right? Mass shooter shoots 23 people and he's taken with no harm done to him. Or the guy that killed three people in his house and he that's comes not out. A, it's not a police thing. But a, it's how? not a police thing. It's a, you, it's a culture thing. How would you not use force on a mass shooter, but the guy in his car that went to get his license, you use force on? Here's the thing. You, I'm not, I'm not going to justify any of that because you, it would be I, foolish for me absolutely. even to try. Well, you weren't right. in the situation, so I'm not so, asking for you to justify it. I'm the way just saying, it looks is, yes, the optics of it is horrible. The optics of it is bad. I'll sit here and agree with everything you just said. But what I'm saying is that the situations are so stark, tra like, different that you, it, it's hard to explain why one is over the other. Because the first thing that you're going to think is, uh, man, Shooter was a white guy, so that's probably why he got taken down easily. But you don't know, like, there's a lot of things that continue to go in your head. Like, don't think that the black community is the only one thinking about all these incidents that's going I'm, on. Uh, no, no, Because police now are making less and less of a decision because of all these situations that are going on. Like the situation with the mass shooter where the cop got shit for not running in. And we're trained not to run in. Well, but but you don't know that, that, right? So as as a member of the community, I don't if know you're if you're paid that, enough to run in either. <laughs> it, so when you have an active shooter, our active shooter training is the first four guys. Once the first four guys show up, you're in. As a as a school cop, when there's an active shooter, I'm not running in. I'm sorry to tell you, I'm not going in because I'm going in not because I'm scared to, but I don't know what I'm going into. It's right. okay to be scared. It's so. like Normandy. <laughs> I don't right. know what I'm going into. I, I, there could be ten guys in there waiting to pick me off. So does he? Does he deserve to get shit and drugged through the media because he didn't run in? Oh, he could have saved. So yeah, maybe he could have saved a bunch of people, or maybe he could have went in and got his head blown off as soon as he went through the door. But as a, as that's going on, listen, we're in this safe environment right now. We can talk these things. Yeah. But as that's going on, the first thing you're thinking of, your asshole's tightening up, and you're going, I need to get home. It's mm -hmm. the first thing you're thinking of. Yeah. How am I going to solve this situation, right? So in an active shooter situation, your whole thing is the kid's safety, my fellow officers, the community. Actually, I'm lying. It's the kids, community, the shooter, then the police, which are the fourth most important going home that day. 
and then how do I stop this situation? So car stops are different. Car stop, you might have seen something that you thought you saw. It's a, it's a more of a fluid situation, right? So things are a little bit different. You can't just, you can't take a situation like that and just blanket it and say, well, all active shooters, all mass shooters are all taken in like, come on, little Johnny, let's go to the police car. What they, in most like, cases they are. Because that's the I've ones never you seen see, it. though. I, right. It just goes back to what we started I would, this conversation. I would, I would, we would hear about a mass shooter. What's sexier? What's a sexier story? We would hear about the mass shooters, though, if they weren't. Taken. Do you think they're really going to put on the news if they beat the living daylights out of a mass shooter? No, 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 not beat. They weren't murdered. Well, they if they shoot shooting. one, they're going to no. say, "I had a cop was a hero. He took out a mass shooter because now he's a hero." I would say he's a hero, right? But then he, but in a car stop, the only thing they want you to see is the bad parts of that story. You think you get the whole clip of what happens on that car stop? Uh, Do you think the news gives you all the yeah. raw footage? They don't. A few of them. I would we say got, less, than, less than less than 5%. A few of them that was uploaded on Facebook, you kind of got the whole story. You got to get the whole story from beginning to end. But okay. Let me So uh, and I'm ahead. not defending I'm not defending the situation cuz like I said I'm not there. And I I will never do that because you can't. You know All what right. I mean? Um we were we, we were on the backtrack uh and we were talking about uh when you wash your hands of a guy that's like Drake. So what makes you any different than not speaking up cuz it's like you seen the wrong doing and you don't you don't comment on it, I feel like you just as bad. Let me let me piggyback off that question and ask you two this question. You got a guy, she's just talked about the 90-year-old woman that could be an asset to you as a, as a police officer. Put yourself in the grimiest of grimy in Philadelphia, whatever that neighborhood is, whether it's Southwest, whether whatever. Mm-hmm. Grimiest of grimy, right? right? You know every single day the drug dealers are on the corner. You know the stick-up boys. You know everybody who's doing grimy shit in that neighborhood, right? right. And uh, let's be honest, we we all do. Right. Why doesn't why don't that community come together more for that? It's the same thing because you're worried about the repercussions of what will happen if you do that, correct? So okay. the police are kind of sort of the same way because you're taught as a cop or as anybody, what's the worst thing to be? The worst thing to be is a rat. Yeah. Worst thing to be is a snitch. Whether that's in your community or that's in a police community, it's the same thing. Gotcha. So I'm not saying that I'll go, if I see something blatant, if I see something that's like, whoa, people speak up, trust me. This right. isn't like one of these things where like, ah, he's got a blue shirt on, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Because that doesn't happen. Right. What happens is when it's things that could be like borderline or things that maybe, mm, if I bring it up, I may end up being the bad guy here. Mm-hmm. People keep their mouth shut. It's the same thing in the community. There's more good people in a black community than bad than bad people. But the good ones will not band together to eliminate the bad ones because you're afraid of what will happen if you do. Some type of repercussions. Right? Because we see the stories on the news all the time. Mm-hmm. If you snitch, if you band together, if you tell the cops stuff, if you point stuff out, bad things are going to happen. And you know what? You're right for feeling that way. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I'm not putting anybody down for just going, listen, <laughs> I just want my quality of life to be solid. Like, yeah, I know what Shiz is doing for a living on that corner, but I'd rather just be on my own in my house. It's the same as us doing this. Right. Same thing. All what right. standard is set? What standard is set that I have to, as a police officer, go? He may be doing some grimy shit, but you know what? That's for him to deal with, and that's for people who were paid to deal with that. As a cop, unless it affects me, or unless it's something that's going to affect me, I would just, yeah. Kind of well, just let him figure it out for himself. So that's where I think we all struggle, right? Because the police will come to the community and say, hey, if you know something, tell us. And then 
in the same situation you just described, you guys necessarily aren't always because we we fear those repercussions. Depends on the situation. And it's hard for us to ask that. It's a big ass. That's my point. Is a big ass. Yeah, it's on a both big sides. ass. And then sometimes you'll get somebody that's willing to come. Depending on you know somebody felt like the act was egregious in the community, somebody will step forward. And then sometimes you get an officer that will step forward. Blah blah blah. But it just has to be how egregious you felt that act was to get people to step forward. Because we're both, it's almost like the pot calling the kettle black. Like, hey, you should volunteer this information. If you go in a community right now, either one of you, and you put an end to something going on in your community, something egregious, something grimy, right? How are you going to be viewed in your community? Are you going to be viewed as a hero for doing that? You can be viewed as a hero depending on how you do it, right? If you do it from a grassroots campaign. But, but, if, but if you don't. You just make a phone call and you tell the police, and that person gets hauled off, and and they know that you were the one making a call. You're going to be ostracized yeah, in that community, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. whether you get repercussions, whether you get retaliation, or you just get ostracized from that community. And that's why I'm saying it's so hard for, for us me, to ask that from from both sides. So then. for me, it's the same thing. If I say, "All right, listen, me and Sid work in a car together. He's been shaking down some drug boys, whatever the case may be," and I go and I say, "Hey, Sarge, listen." I don't want to be in a car with Sid because that's usually where I start with, with Sid. That's usually where I start. I'll go, you know, it's just not working out. It's not working out. You know, we can't work together or whatever. It is what it is. Okay, you know, I'll put you on a different car. And then it continues. I might go, listen, man, can I sit down and talk to you for a second? There's something going on. All right. And I tell you. All right, now I'm putting that in your in your bag now. Now you have to handle that as a supervisor. I now got say it. That's it about goes, grade. I got it. Now say it goes a little bit longer and nothing's being done. So you take it to the next level. For the rest of your career, you're known as that guy. And let's be honest with you, as a human, I don't care you about don't that. You don't want to be that, that guy. Ba- that badge is just a piece of tin in, in all reality. Mm-hmm. You're a human being under that badge. So as a human, you're going to say, i got a long career ahead of me. What if I go to this unit and they go, ah, here comes the snitch. Now, you, you know, now you're ostracized from that. Like It's the same thing. It's a different level because, you, as a police officer, you're expected to be handled, you know, high, held to a higher standard. I mean, you're here to well, protect and serve, so it's correct. Like we do look at you but, as a, as a but higher. But you standard. have to understand, like people don't understand, that's a human inside that uniform, and you have human emotions just like anybody else. Absolutely. All right, change of pace. PTSD, domestic violence, um, alcoholism, alcoholism, and high divorce rates—all common among police officers. Yep. Why? We talked about it the whole show. All those things play a factor. And Absolutely. you think we should be on a job for 30 years. You see what I'm saying? Like, right, but it's just like any other job. You know, do you know what job yeah, has, but wait, you said do you know what job has the highest suicide rate in the country? Accountants and lawyers. A dentist. Oh, yeah, you're right. Dentist. A dentist. Veterinarians, too. A dentist. What's what's the worst he does? Pull some teeth? Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to talk down to a dentist, no. but, like, let's be honest. It's his debt-to-income ratio. Right, but it's, it's you, you, like, there's so much, like... It's his debt-to-income so ratio. So when, when you ask a person a question, that they might say, oh, it's got to be cops or firefighters or medics. No, it's a, it's a, it's a dentist. So what, what do we do? Do we tell dentists, like, you can only be a dentist for 20 years and then you got to bounce? Like, you, you Bro, can't do it. Like, you can't, there's nothing you can do. Something is not working, though. You, what do you do for a living? You sell what? You're a recruiter, Right. Absolutely. Along those lines. And then okay. eventually... I'm so gonna, guess what? There's going to be times where you hate your job. And eventually they put me out the pasture when I'm washed, and I okay. can't meet the metrics. But think, about the two, the but think about the two different dichotomies of that job, right? Completely different. Police are essential personnel. So right. as long as you can keep that person on the job... You keep him on the job. Because he, he, he's needed. Like He's needed. His manpower alone is needed. So I'm not going to then take everybody... They tried it. They, they came up with the drop program. Right. They gave cops incentives to get the hell out early. Right. 
cops were like, all right, I'll get the hell out early. And then they but, come back as security. But the ones that don't do that, what are you going to do? You fire them? You're not going to fire them. Where are you going to put them? Right? So then then take yours. All right, I'm going to put everybody with 25 years out the pasture. But then I'm going to take the ones with 10 or more and put them inside. So who's policing the community? Rookies. You have you have. Stag- what do you get out of a rookie? You have staggered classes. Doesn't make because you got to you got to beef up that manpower. Every right. district needs a certain amount of numbers. Not arguing right? that. Southwest busiest in the city. I need 150 cops on my line every night. Right. If I don't have 150, well, guess what? I got to keep the guy who's got 30 years on because at least he's a body. Right. At least he's a but guy is that's going to go in. Effective though. Like but, but you, but as a supervisor, that's your job. You go all right. Sean, listen, you got you're not gonna say this to him, but in your head you're going, he's got his twenty five years on, he probably don't give a shit. Maybe he's just trying to get to retirement. Right. I'm gonna put him in the in the sector where maybe not a lot goes on. Okay. Or I'm gonna put him on the wagon where he shows up after everything's already over. So as a supervisor, that's what you do. You got your ways to work around that. Well, and guess personnel. what? The veteran cops don't give a shit. The veteran cops wanna be at the hospital. They wanna be on the wagon. They wanna know. be right. So that's your way of of Thinning the herd, so to speak, but you can't force people off the I'm, job. I, I Do you know what I mean? Nick, everything you said is right. We have to the get health. More, we have to get more the, creative. Everything. Work. Listen, I, I told you I worked a shift that you're not supposed to work more than right, three years. Right. I don't feel any differently because I worked that for 15 years. I loved it. If I was still a cop, I'd still be on that shift. Just that's just the way it is. It worked for me. I don't feel. Yeah, but you may be of a. I don't different. feel more angry because I was on that shift, right. or I don't beat my wife because I worked. Your you mental know, health overnights. may be different than I mean, someone just, who struggles from that. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's all like we talked about mental health. Mental health plays a big factor. That's with everything. Some people suffer from anxiety, whatever the case that's may be. Everything. Right? It, totally agree. Everything. But you are in uh, people's lives are in your hands. Let me ask you a question. The last active shooter to happen in Philly, the real big one, was on the news a couple weeks ago. Yeah. What was the first thing they said about that guy when they brought him in? The first thing they said. He's never been mentally right. There's always been something mentally. So who dropped the ball there? Oh, that's uh, we had that conversation, but that's right. A whole but that's what episode. I'm saying. So like that's that's everywhere. That's not just police. That's everywhere. Right. This guy was mentally unstable for years. That he had go, a record. That, that can go back to our two way conversation. He had a record <laughs> as long as this building. So now you got to backtrack. All right, who let him out here? Who gave him a break here? Did he get the help here? Right. It's the same thing. So now, think about how many people in that community were defending that guy when that happened. Was he right for what he did? No, no none of us can sit here and say that. Did you see what happened that night after that? They rallied around. They were getting ready to jump the police because they took him out of the house. They took him out alive. We're talking about a guy they took out alive. They the SWAT stormed that building. They could have blew that guy away. And they would have been justified in doing it because he just shot six cops. I agree. 100%. At that point, there was too many. They took him out alive, Shiz. And what happened? At that point, it was too much media coverage. But what happened? The police were still the bad guys. They were still the bad guys. The police are always So put yourself in that position, right? Floyd Mayweather's the bad guy. He wins all his fights. Okay, but what I'm saying is think about now as you There has to be a villain. It goes back to your, your question about why don't the police become still that Johnny cop who goes says hi to everybody. Well, that's part of the reason why. Because we just did the job that we were asked to do, that you that you pay me to do. Right. We brought that guy up. He shot six cops, shit. Right, they listen, brought him out alive. Listen. And the cops, were they were getting shit thrown at him on the way out of there. Those guys were absolute 100% heroes. 
Not 100 percent. Not arguing. And he was that. still the bad guy. But I'm telling you, that wasn't the backbone of the community that was there. It listen, just think how much of an idiot you have to be to go to an active shooting scene and stand out there. Those are the idiots have of our community. Have you ever been in that community? Yes. Yes. 90% of and he knows that community better than anybody. 90% of that community hates the police. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Everybody that was there were, were members of that community. Not saying that, but the backbone of the community who holds yeah, the community. Yeah, but how many that, of those people are left, Shiz? That's a lot of them. Not enough to make a difference. I would disagree. They're outnumbered. That. They're outnumbered. Eight to one. Let, let's be honest here. I, I would disagree. When with I that. go to Richard Allen, there's a whole row of houses. There might be one good person in that row of houses. Uh, That's just the way it is. It's the, it's the people. It's the people. I loved it too. It was my. It was my home for 15 years. There, there's, there's people that are good people that can't make a difference because they're not allowed to make a difference. I, 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 because the ones in the community that don't that want to be the ones, saying. the agitators so, so won't half, let them. So half of those people out there that were agitating were just following somebody else. That's More what I'm saying. They're, they're More sheep. than half. Three they're quarters sheep, of the people. They're sheep. But what, what's the answer? They're sheep. That's okay, what I'm saying. Okay, but that's so all we see. That doesn't represent the community. But on the news, let's get back to the media. So I that think made you as a community look terrible. Told. I wouldn't argue that, right? But listen. So it's the same thing with us. So the media... As police. The media is the problem in this entire grand it's, scheme. It's 100% the problem of everything. so skewed. 100%. But the, there's no answer to that. Because as long as there's media, there's always going to be that. Right. You watch 30 minutes of... The news is on what? 30 minutes? It's the 20, first 15 minutes It's 27 minutes of bad news, and then three minutes will show oh, you a picnic. Yeah. That's it. So what's the answer? It instills fear in people. But it's on both sides of what I'm trying to say. Y'all fear us. Right, so what's the answer? We just did an hour. What's the answer? Uh, uh, come on, we, we're not going to get the answer in an hour. Well, right. So we're, 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 uh, I, we're bright guys. We're not going to get the answer So that's hour. what I'm saying. Like you, as, as a cop, say white, black, indifferent, as a cop, you see your guys went and did 100. This thing was national news, this standoff. It was everywhere. 100% did things to a T. What they were supposed to do. They had cops that were hostages. But you got well, shit hold on, from. Let me finish. So you see that as national news, and you go, "Oh, the cops are definitely going to blow this dude away." Because that's the first thought you have. There's no I way. I actually didn't think no that. Way, though. Maybe you know not why? you personally, oh, but you know people why? did. Only reason I think they did because it was it was it was television. I, I, I thought, okay. it was so much media coverage. I thought well, that. What's the happen. lasting image of that whole situation? The community and how they acted towards the police when it was all done. There was people in your community that may have not been on the side of police that were going, "Come on, y'all, that." That doesn't make us look good at all. Those cops, for once, actually did exactly what they were supposed to do. That community made your community look that much worse. So all the good people that were there for support were all drowned out by the people that were acting like absolute idiots before it all happened. So as a cop, I'm looking at that as a retired cop going, well, that's why I can't walk in that community and police people. You know why? And this is what I said. If you took the cameras away... It wouldn't have been no reason to go there. People wouldn't have went there without the. For some reason, people oh, I know. are tra- attracted to the minutes. cameras. Oh, 100%. The same way, the, the same thing we were laughing about earlier, the clip, people love cameras. Oh, yeah. 100%. It attracts people. But that's and our world. And it brings the worst now. out of people. That's our world now. Absolutely. So you got to deal with it, but right? It also brings the worst out of people. So if you, as, a, as the black community, they know that. Felt, they may have not felt that way, but because the camera was on, but they what's joined, the lasting image you have? 
Are you sitting there it thinking, you know what, they probably didn't feel that way. No, no you're going to think that's exactly last. how it looked. It didn't last. That, that image is not a lasting image. It, we forgot about that. We moved on. But with but with police, it's, it's, a, it's a lasting image I'm no sure, matter what. I'm sure. I'm sure. There could be the next 20 years, there could never be another unarmed black man shot by the police. The first time it is, it's all going to come flooding back to when it happened before. But as a black community, you can watch a news clip and see cops are getting spit on, shit thrown at them kicked, punched, and you see a cop just standing there like this, taking it all, because now they know the cameras are on, and if I lay you out after you just spit on me, I'm the bad guy. It doesn't matter what you just did to me. So the lasting image of cops doing their job, bringing a guy out that was mentally, there's something mentally wrong with him, bring him out safe, they were still wrong. The cops were still wrong. So the lasting image is, not that the, that that community was wrong for acting the way they did. For weeks after that, it was oh they they shouldn't have taken him out. Justice for Sid, hashtag justice for Sid or whatever. But the cops were still wrong. Oh, they didn't have a right to take him in. We're gonna storm the where, we're gonna storm the hills and get him out of jail. Why? Where where were you? Because I didn't get that. I didn't. The, the, the it was all over the place. They, they was trying to have a rally after. It was I, all over the place. I, did it gain any traction? Oh, for, for for two weeks it did. I doubt that. 100. percent It was all I over the place. I seriously doubt that. There and was I, there was marches. My people were coming out of the woodwork with their signs. Oh, justice for this person I never met. Because that's the sexy thing to do now. That's but cameras. as a cop now, yeah, I understand that. But as a cop now, I know when I go in that community, I'm already hated. I'm already hated because they just shown on the media that they don't like me even when I did my job. So as a cop, I'm going into that community already with a mindset that I have to now police the people in this community differently because they've already told everybody nationally that they hate me, even when I did my job to a T. It's the same so, as a black person who gets stopped by a cop. Right. It's, a, it's same, same thing. thing. It's a microcosm. Same thing. It's, it's a, same it, thing. It, it's, like, it's oh, a, shit, that's a white cop walking up to my car. He's probably going to shoot me. It's the I'm, first thing you think. I'm going to say that 15 minutes driving away from here. 100%. The first cop car that pulls behind me. So what's the answer? There is there, no answer. There is no answer. We're always going to have a problem. You with just got to keep. You got to keep trying to push through it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The only thing you say. Listen, I go. Like I said, I go out and I've never gone out of roll call and heard any police say, "Let's go get us some blacks tonight." Like it doesn't happen. But in the media, they're going to lead you to believe that that's what happens. But the first thing I'm going to think about is I got to find the first black guy to shoot. It doesn't happen. But the media makes you believe that these things happen. Right? So let's, they make you believe so that all cop, cops, let, white or black, are let, are just horrible people from the beginning. Let us cops get together and us people that believe, and let's re revolt against the media, because they're both painting us both into a corner. I think one hundred percent. I don't think it's. I don't think it's the the African American community has a problem with police. I don't think the police have a, a problem with that community. I think it's a divide of people who stand to see more out of dividing well, them. Well, if prisons are privatized, we have to fill these beds somehow. That's a whole other story. Talking I about mean, prisons. but that's how you use the media. It creates... Bro, it's fear-mongering. Listen, people stand to see they benefit by it's these stories. It's fear-mongering. The more people I keep scared... Just look at it this way, and we'll go. We'll wrap up in a quick second here. Gentrification has happened throughout the entire city. Yep. We have probably the most integrated city than we had ever. Yep, ever. Ever. I agree. 
nothing is bad happened. I mean, there's crime that happens to these kids in Temple, but they are not scared to leave their houses. Uh, West Philadelphia, it's pretty diverse now. Listen, kids. Where is all his, this kids, bad his, shit? Because kids his age are more tolerant now. Absolutely. Right. Because kids his age, my kid, I got a twenty year old. Right. I teach my kid differently now. Right. As opposed to what maybe what maybe what my dad taught me or what my grandpa taught right. him. So it's different. It's just a culture change. But the baby boomers watch the news and see all the bad shit. That's not the world that On we actually sides. live in. Absolutely. On both sides. Absolutely. You don't think an old black man sitting there watching the news going, ah, goddamn cops are at it again. Absolutely. No matter what. Absolutely. Right? So it's I said the same baby as, boomers. Right. That includes everybody. Same as the old white man sitting there going, ah, blacks are at it again. Like, it's the same thing. So that as that generation starts to die off, as that generation starts to kind of disappear and stops being the ones in power, stop being the ones that are making these decisions, and as he starts to grow up and he starts having decisions and his generation can start making decisions, that's when things will change because it's more tolerant now. Everything's more tolerant now. I, you don't no longer look at a black guy walking down the street and going, what the fuck's he doing? Because it, they're more tolerant now. I would because hope you, not. It, it's, it's, it's just no, not. I, I can tell you by having I, kids grow right. up, it's just not. It's, it's more tolerant now. That's the only answer. It's the only way it's going to stop. Is by raising your kids the proper way. But then we have another problem because then we have classism, but that's a whole other issue. And we'll yeah, say that for the next episode. And I'm not staying late next we'll Monday. So. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, what episode was this? 48, I think. Come on. Anyway, um, rate, review, subscribe. We're back on a weekly basis. Good conversation. Hopefully, we got something accomplished here. Um, yeah, I guess. We can agree to disagree. I still, I mean, I still want my shirt. Sid still hasn't got me that, but I'm gonna keep on Sid until I get it. You know? <laughs> we out of here until next week, man. Coaching bias, man. Appreciate you. Woo, woo. That's the sound that I